thinking more about this and doing this earlier than waiting to do it now. So there's a few things I would go back and recalibrate and kind of slap myself in the face and be like, (laughs) focus, focus now, not when you're 40. Yeah. Well, hello, hello, listeners, and welcome back to another episode of Knowing Me, Knowing You with Paula. And you guessed right, I am Paula, your host, all the way over here on the west coast of Canada. Now, before we head into introducing my latest guest and contributor and a new addition to the KMKY family, I wanted to take care of some KMKY housekeeping. We have two updates that I wanted to share with you. The first one is that we are only releasing one episode every two weeks, which is two episodes per month, which provides tons of time for you to tune in before we release our next episode. The second change is that we are only going to be focusing on a specific topic each month, January being, you know, the start of a new year. A lot of people set New Year's resolutions. They want to uh, target their health and wellness. And so we thought, what a better way than to start with health and wellness for January. And my guest today is involved in health and wellness and has been for the past 20 years. And he is a qualified personal trainer, has had experience in running his own businesses, but he is also a coach at a company called Orange Theory. Now, I don't know if you've ever heard of them. I don't know if you've ever done their workouts. And if you have done their workouts, you know what it's all about. They are hit workouts also known as high-intensity interval training. And I mean, sometimes some of the workouts are a real killer, but so fun, geared towards elevating those heart rates and extended calorie burn long after your workout. So there's a ton of information, knowledge share, and storytelling, which is my favorite part, because Before we tap into this little education piece about Orange Theory, we're going to meet my guest and the newest and latest family addition to KMKY. So let's not waste any more time and let's head on into this wonderful episode with Coach Bob. Well, hello, Bob. Welcome to the Knowing Me, Knowing You family, and I'm delighted that you can join us. And I'm looking forward to learning more about you and our topic, which we're both passionate about, and that is health and fitness. And yeah, learning more specifically around, you know, hit workouts. So thank you for joining me. Well, thanks, Paula. And I am pumped to be here. Uh, especially getting the opportunity to talk about what I'm passionate about, and that is fitness and health and all that stuff is uh, really is something I can talk about for hours. So I'm looking forward to this. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Me too. Me too. Right. So now my favorite part about my guests is getting to know them a little more right? Uh, Hearing their life stories, experiences. And so before we head into this great topic and education piece, let's start with Bob. Who is Bob? Share with us, you know, your birthplace, some 
childhood stuff. Um, you know, where are you today and what are you doing today? Well, I was born in a small town of St. Mary's, Ontario, and I lived there until I was about 26. So all my amazing memories of growing up in a small little town uh, are memories that stick with you for years after that. So I went to high school in St. Mary's. And then after school was done, a lot of people in those that part of Ontario uh there's a lot of auto companies so you can work for either Ford or for GM or Chrysler. There's just a lot of opportunities when you're done school to save some money, figure out what you're going to do next. So believe it or not, I wanted to do film was what I really wanted to do at first. So I got accepted into film school, but it was at that age where the party phase, I was about 18 years old and I, Definitely knew like I was finishing high school, it was time to move on, go to college. But I think I needed a year just to save some money and have some fun. Despite all the warnings from my father, who was the local eye doctor in town, he was trying to talk me out of that idea because I might lose my interest in my focus on school. And so I worked in an auto plant. We um, we basically made all the frames for any type of Ford truck. That opportunity was awesome because it taught me that's definitely not what I want to do for the rest of my life, (laughs) but it was good. It was good money for sure to save up for what I was going to do next. My dad was right. I did lose my focus on moving off to film school. And um, during that time, they started working with a personal trainer in Stratford, Ontario, which was about 15 minutes down the street, just at a YMCA. And uh, it was just a really interesting few months. I watched um, two people that were in their, I think they were in their early 50s at the time, definitely not only lose weight and physically make some amazing changes, but the biggest takeaway I had was uh, mentally. The changes psychologically, the way that they were to be around. Um, I mean, my brother and I both were, how would I put it? Not rebellious, but we were definitely independent and we wanted our own space. So we moved out at a young age. That was by choice. We weren't pushed out. Mm -hmm. It was, we just wanted that independence a little earlier. I guess during the phase of watching the fitness journey for them was watching how they were just a lot easier Mm -hmm. people. They were easier going. You could just tell there was something Mm -hmm. going on from the fitness that uh, was very noticeable to me. And I was very taken by that part of it. I mean, I knew uh, aesthetically that's awesome, but the mental side of it was a huge takeaway for me. And it definitely opened the door for me to want to go find out. I'm yeah. like, wow, this is working. This is doing wonders for those, for them. And just the way they are, I'm like, I want to find out more about this. So they convinced me to go to the gym with them. Yeah, that's kind of how my journey started was I started going to the gym. I didn't go to the trainer they had. Uh, I went with a buddy from work to the gym. I started at this, this old school, we call it an old school pump house. It was, <laughs> it was called Jim's, Jim's place in Stratford, Ontario. Yeah, and I know those type of gyms, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was scared to death going in there the first day. It was uh, the guys yep. there were larger than life. And being from a small town with a little high school gym that had some old rickety equipment. We never really 
the guys like that were the guys you saw in magazines growing up, right? Yes. So it was so it was intimidating. But the biggest takeaway from that was they were actually I call beauties. They were great guys and they were very welcoming and you just felt like a part of a little family in there. And you bought the the owner of the mm-hmm. gym had his little monthly program. Everyone bought it because everyone wanted to look like this guy. He was, I think he was the the heavyweight champion of Canada. Wow. Um, his name was Kevin Smith, I believe. And he was awesome. Just everyone felt very welcome in this gym. And that's kind of where my passion all began. And then next thing you know, my mom was doing CanFit Pro uh, back in like year, I think it was 2000, 1999. And then 2001, she got me um, passionate about getting into fitness. And I remember literally studying my CanFit Pro textbook. It was sitting in a rivet box while I was building F-150 frames and it was covered in rivet grease. I remember that and I'd be turning the page, but I was so passionate about it. There was something that I was like, I want to do this. Uh, I lived in a pretty small town at the time, so I couldn't, I mean, there wasn't really a lot of opportunity for a fitness professional Mm -hmm. at that point. There was no there was a little YMCA, but so it was kind of like a side gig for me at yeah. the time. Uh, that was probably about 2002, 2003. So I would go work all day. And then after work, I would go and do my fitness at night. But when you're passionate about something like that, you you burn the candle. Like you do some long days and you love every minute of it. I was so, this is what I'm going to move on to eventually when the time is right. Yeah. Um, and about 2006, my brother was living in Alberta. Alberta was going through an awesome oil boom. I had my brother and my dad like, Bob, you got nothing to hold you back in Ontario. You got to go hang out with your brother for a couple months. And uh, I stayed with my brother in Edmonton, Alberta for a couple weeks. And I didn't really know what an oil boom was like till you're there. But it is life is handed to you on a silver platter when you live in a place like that. So there was just a lot of amazing opportunities. And that's where I worked for a company called Club Fit. I got interviewed with them during that little holiday I took, came back to Ontario, and then made my decision to leave Ontario. I drove out west in my little Chevy Cavalier (laughs) and uh, with my whole life packed in the back of it and started working for Club Fit. And working for those guys actually opened all the doors to where I work with uh, now with Orange Theory. The the owners of Club Fit basically they own the company I work for now to this day. So it's pretty amazing how small the fitness industry can be when you've been in it for a long time. Yeah, and it's like a full circle that you've lived really with joining them then in Alberta. To now where you are now, right? Yeah, I jumped around a bit. I, I lived in Alberta for four years. I didn't like, I, I felt for me, um, there was more lifestyle that I wanted than when I got done work in Edmonton. At that time in my life, I was like, oh man, there's so much more for me to do in Western Canada than <laughs> the River Valley of Edmonton. I ended up moving to Vancouver, worked in Vancouver for about a year. There was a passion for me always to go back to my hometown and start a little fitness studio. Yeah. That was something that was always in my blood to go and do. So at the time, my girlfriend uh, convinced her to move back to Ontario with me. And we started a little fitness studio, um, had it for about five years. And then 
it was that was probably one of the coolest experiences in my career was having a little studio in Ontario. Uh, it was something that was needed in that region at the time. It was new. It was exciting yeah. for everybody. Uh, it was the concept I work in now. It was a small group approach to fitness, yeah. not the one-on-one. And it just really brought like a community of people together uh, in just the right place. It was cool. I always look back and think, I got to start it in an area where it was needed. So I didn't really have anything that could have set me off course when I made mistakes. So that was the cool experiences. You could be creative, learn about marketing and how can you get people to jump on board. And I tried lots of ideas and some worked really good and some didn't, but you don't have a 10 competitors watching you make your mistakes, waiting to jump on and clean up your mess. So I had a really awesome window period to work with there where there was just there was no CrossFit no nothing at the time so I got to learn a lot yeah it was a it was an amazing opportunity and it's interesting to hear what inspired your fitness journey it makes me think of myself and and you talk about um, the good old days the good old gyms and the old pump house for these big guys that are there and and the type of equipment right and and it it takes me back to when I started my fitness journey which is so similar and reading those muscle and fitness magazines with these massive bodybuilders on on you know on the cover and writing my own workouts and that's where my passion started was hanging out in the same spaces and just really loving that community and this environment, kind of written the similar journey. Now, when you talk about fitness, so what about when you were in school? Were you physically active, like you played in uh, any sports or anything like that? I played, um, I, yeah, everyone in St. Mary's, Ontario, you grow up playing minor hockey. So I had okay. uh, played all the way through all the levels, novice, Adam, Peewee, Bantam, Midget. Yeah. And then, um, and I had some, it was St. Mary's was an amazing hockey town. We had a few players move on to the NHL from that area. Uh, so definitely that's all you do in the winter in those yeah. towns. So, and then I had a bad injury by the time I was in midget that set me out for about two years. And when I came back from the injury with plates and pins, I, the, the performance you need to have in order to get to that next level from there. I just was baby in it. I was, yeah. And then my passion, I think, was gone too. I was at that age where there was a lot of distractions coming in to distract me as well. Yeah. So there was a mix of everything. My, my fitness was on the ice and that's about it. Yeah. You're, you are a, a qualified personal trainer. You're a coach, a head coach with Orange Theory, right? A head coach for the past seven years, uh, but I did step down ever since COVID and all the lockdowns and everything we've gone through. I made a decision to step down from the head coach role, yeah. uh, but that was just a personal decision, just uh, mm -hmm. taking a little rest from that responsibility, but I'm still busy actively coaching with Orange Theory. Yeah. So with when we talk about the personal training, you have a, a, a element on your website where you also provide some form of uh, group fitness classes or videos for some yeah. of um, you know clients and followers. Can you share a little bit more about that? What is your website address first and foremost? 
So the website I started is called www.coachbob.ca. Um, and that was something that I wanted to do for years, but I really truly feel that COVID, uh, when everything kind of locked down, we were all a little more inspired to go make that stuff happen. So that I, I always wanted to do something on the side, uh, which was more online to complement with my physical training. And I think COVID was just made so much sense. It was like, well, this is kind of all I could do right now. So uh, that's when I put together that website. Uh, and it, I looked at it as just as a business card for what I was doing. It's it's definitely not, I mean, it's a, it's a homemade website. I, I showed it to a good buddy of mine who's a website designer. And he was like, all right, you let me know when you want to scrap that and I'll help you fix it up. But for I had some old clients that I had in West Van mm-hmm. that uh, I'll never forget them. They reached out when about March, 2020, when Jim's mm-hmm. first locked down and uh, they were just like, Hey, we would love just to have you coach us online. And I didn't even have zoom or anything at the time, yeah. but they said, we don't want to be seen. Is there a way to do that? Uh, so I just started doing a face a Facebook live workout for a small group of, of my old clients. And then they kind of invited friends and family and we just built this little special community nice. during COVID nice. and it's still going. Uh, even when gyms reopened, um, just a small group of us and I do it as my own workout as well. And so can, so people can actually go onto your website and sign up and sign up monthly to be a part of yep. this program. Yeah, you just go in there and then it, it basically just shows you exactly where to go. And it's it's $50 a month. Yeah. Uh, I do three workouts a week, three total body online workouts. Nice. And they can either be done live or uh, a lot of them are working sometimes when I'm doing the live. So they know they yeah. can just go back and there's a whole archive. They can stream them. Wonderful. That's actually great for people who are also, who may, well, when we eventually get out of the situation, be traveling a lot more for work, right? And they're in an environment where there is maybe a fitness facility in the hotel and maybe just, you know, don't always feel motivated to just think of what they want to do themselves. They can just plug into that as well, which is what I love about this new virtual world and recording those and keeping those recordings 100%. available. Uh, that, was, that was actually the idea of the way before we went to the lockdowns was to have something because I had so many nice. people over the years come up and be like, Bob, I'm going away for two weeks. Can you write me a program? And I'm thinking, like, yeah. I could give you like this little spreadsheet or what if I had some kind of product like that and have as another tool in my category of business tools. So yeah. Yeah. It's always important, right? It's important as a trainer to always find ways to add, like you say, to your toolbox. So what has been the most important lesson you have learned during your fitness career? Balance. That's the biggest lesson I've taken away. The most fascinating part of fitness is uh, how us as humans, when we get into fitness, um, you learn a lot about yourself and you learn a lot about other people as a head coach and how we all need something to 
and to control in their life a little bit more. When I first started with fitness, the biggest takeaway was uh, you can get a little obsessive, right? You found something that can change your whole life for the positive, but it's easy to get carried away with it. And then you can overdo it and you can work out, you can overtrain. And, you know, if you miss a workout, you can feel like, oh my God, like I'm going to lose all my hard work. Like it's very, it's easy to get carried away with it and make it almost too much. So the coolest thing I've learned over the years is talking to my clients about making it more of a lifestyle and making it more how can you do this and not burn yourself out and actually make it an enjoyable lifestyle and still see the results instead of having to think that quantity is what it's all about. I always look back at like, what's the biggest takeaway I've had in 20 years of being in the industry. And it's um, helping people to achieve a more balanced approach to the fitness journey and not the old school, no pain, no gain, work out three hours a day. How can you do it and actually have a life around that is what I love about fitness. Yeah. So let's move on to our little education piece because I am a huge fan of the company Orange Theory and you being a coach there. And that's how we ended up connecting. And um, I'd like if you could share what is the concept of Orange Theory? So Orange Siri is group fitness training. They're using heart rate-based technology as their big uh, addition to the mix. And they do a really good job of it. That's a big part of why I work for the company is they've brought tech in and they've, yeah. they've got lots of options to choose from for how to track your heart rate. Um, There's like a chest pod option, there's armband options. And as the world reopens and gets back into things, I think they got all sorts of other ideas coming. I think people love to be connected nowadays. When I first heard about Orange Theory, I didn't know for sure if I liked the idea of a lot of tech. I was like, ah, I'm kind of simple. The gym I had, had, we didn't use gadgets and all that. So I was thinking, wow, that sounds like a lot to be responsible for. But what I've learned is the masses love that. So I want to work where the masses are going. So that's how I look at it. Yeah. What sets then Orange Theory apart? Because you're, you know, to any other type of uh, hit type workout studios. Yeah. Well, from being a fitness studio owner and learning how much money you invest to have that studio. I think what invest, uh, what sets Orange Theory apart is the investment. They're fully loaded. They've got uh, 12 or more treadmills. They have 12 or more water rowers. And then you have all the other props, TRX, BOSU, Reebok uh, deck. Some places use a different model, but it's the same idea as the Reebok deck. Mm -hmm. Dumbbells, and uh, what else we use? Medicine balls. So yeah. every Orange Theory will use, because we're a brand, we'll use all the same uh, tools at every studio. But there yeah. is a lot of investment going on in there to have that. And there's so many things you can do as a design team that writes workouts when you have all those um, tools at your fingertips. So what sets Orange Theory apart compared to uh, my studio that I used to have, for instance, is 
I didn't have 12 treadmills, 12 rowers <laughs> yeah. and all those toys. So yeah, what I relied on was being on the best coach I could be. But if I had to compete with someone down the street who had an amazing coach, but also invested in all those other things, that's definitely what sets Orange Theory apart. Yeah. And part of that tech are these splat points that you aim for. Yeah. So let's talk a little bit about those splat points, because I know for me, in, in, in that class environment, I love HIT workouts. I mean, I used to do my own HIT workouts anyway, long before studios like Orange Theory came along. Let's talk around those splat points. So while you're working out, um, you have your heart rate. If you're wearing the OT beat, they call it. Uh, you're, while you're working out, you'll have a tablet in front of you that shows you the different color zones. So you have five different color zones. You got gray, yeah. um, blue, green, orange, and red. So zones one, two, three, four, and five. And the science of orange theory is we're going to warm you up and get you into zone three as soon as we can during that workout. So we call that your, your base zone. It's about 71 to 83% mm -hmm. of your max heart rate. So we got everyone into their own base and everyone's going at their own pace to get themselves there. So uh, once you get into that green zone, we try to keep that as your base for the workout. So like the foundation for the hour. Yeah. And then during that workout, we bring in the science of the afterburns or epochs. So we create a little turbulence during the workout to get you into that orange. Sometimes you might end up in the red, but we're not going to tell you to go there. But yeah. so people do. Right. So that's zones four and five. Every minute you do in that orange or red zone, they award you one splat point. So the idea is 12 or more minutes gets you 12 or more splat points. And the science of orange theory is if you can get 12 or more minutes of the hour between zones four and five, however, you decide to break it down for the hour, uh, you create a 36 hour afterburn. So when you leave the gym, your body doesn't know when to stop burning calories for hours after you leave, just from that shakeup. It's a great way to really challenge yourself because, again, you're in charge of your workout. You can go in there and work as hard out as what you want to. Or, you know, if you're having a really, you know, difficult uh, day, energy-wise or whatever, the fact that you just have this momentum going and this coaching yeah. and have no time to get bored, that's for sure in the workouts. Who is Orange Theory? For like what type of clientele are we looking here? That's what I love about being a part of a product like Orange Theory is they've they've managed to set it up so everyone feels welcome uh, in a safe way of doing it. So the cool thing with Orange Theory, I'll give you an example, is when you go in there and you get on the treadmill, there's three different levels on that treadmill. It tells you you can either be a power walker, jogger, or a runner. And they've gone as far as setting it so you know if you decide to be a power walker and I yell out on the microphone, hey, everybody, let's take it to base. You can literally look at and go, okay, power walker, it says this incline and speed is what's meant to be in base. While the person next to you might have decided to be a jogger, when they heard me say base, they can also click on their tablet and it tells them what speed, what inclines their base. So that actually takeaway wise is one of the most brilliant uh, takeaways I had seven years ago when I started with the company is when I saw that, I went, why didn't I think of that? I had a club for five years and I had people <laughs> come in and say, the reason I didn't come back after that workout is because that was too much. And I'm thinking, 
But I told you, like everyone's welcome here, but if I would have had a tool like that to make them know full well they're welcome and they didn't have to feel bad for being a power walker instead of a jogger yes. is yeah. so I believe it's it's really meant for everybody. Yeah, I love that. And this is what I love about um, Orange Theory is it is really a workout for anybody. So for beginners and anyone who is listening has never tried an Orange Theory workout, hey, go in there and um, yeah, give yourself a, a great workout, right? Because Orange Theory as well, something we didn't touch on is worldwide. They, uh, they started in Florida. That's where everything got its start. A lady named Ellen Latham. I believe thought of the idea and then whoever decided to jump and buy in with her and then they took it worldwide and they exploded fast and the boutique studio industry, uh, I believe Orange Theory would be one of those companies that you would look at as a company that would have inspired many other ideas after that for sure. And if you are a member at one facility in a country um, you know, or even within a country, say Canada, if you're moving across Canada or you're moving, say I'm in the United Kingdom, yeah. am I able to work out at those other international facilities? Um, the cool thing is if you do, let's say you're doing the workout and you know, coming up in three days, we're, we're, we like to promote specialty workouts. It keeps the community on their toes. They get excited. So for instance, we might have a workout coming up called Everest. I'm using an example of Everest. Uh, it's a specialty workout shows up every maybe a couple times a year and we'll talk about it. And so let's say you were going on a vacation to a country that had an Orange Theory location. You would do that same workout. That's the cool part that day. But when it comes to fees and all that i i do believe there'd probably be like i don't think you can just go work out for free at that because you're a member at an orange here in vancouver there would be some kind of in a difference that way but uh within canada i believe you're good yeah and so how many times per week should someone do <laughs> an orange theory class because again if you are a cardio junkie you can be a little obsessive and not have any balance, right? Exactly. Well, you know what? I believe myself as being the head coach and being a part of a project like this for seven years. I mean, as any owner, you'd love to say seven days. That makes sense to us. But to be honest with you, three days a week, if you can figure out how to make a lifestyle out of that, that's awesome. Because a lot of people come in guns blazing to any fitness program if it was a perfect world, I would tell everybody, stick to your game plan three days a week. And I believe that's just from uh, my years of being in fitness and what I've seen with people is three days a week can get you amazing results, especially doing a workout such as the shakeup you're going to get in an orange theory. I, I would never suggest doing that workout seven days a week, yes. although there are people that do. Um which is amazing that their bodies can allow them to do that. But it is, if you've never tried one and you do, you'll see yeah. why if you can make a lifestyle out of three days a week and you stick to that consistently. Well, when we talk about the three days a week as well, having experienced many Orange Theory workouts, you are able to uh, have that energy output for every workout to be able to gain as many splat points as you can 
be able to put as much energy yeah. in it as you can. You are having balance within your cardio workouts as a whole and your workout regime yeah. are able to allow your body to recover so that you also have less chance of injury, which is really important, right? Yeah. So what advice would you give to people, you know, who are on this weight loss journey and they want to tone and define their bodies besides taking advantage of a HIIT workout, which is really helpful. What other advice would you give anyone that is listening that is on that weight loss journey? And, you know, it can be a hard road and some days you just feel really demotivated. Yeah. Like I, like I said before, to find uh, a lifestyle you can create consistent with the workouts, um, but also on those off days, finding something to do in between. So whether that is getting out, like we live in Vancouver. I mean, there's a lot of awesome things to go outside and do to keep you burning calories too, whether it's going hiking or going for a walk up the seawall or a jog up the seawall. There's just so many cool things to do in a city like this. But if you were in a city that didn't have a lot in the backyard to inspire you, getting out and, or having a cardio machine. So let's say you had a membership at a gym like Orange Siri and you were going twice a week. You should have at least two other days where you're having some something that'll inspire you to go do some aerobic work and just to get the blood moving around and keep you burning calories. Uh, and also, if you do feel like, oh, I've been going for months and I, I know full well that I've been consistent doing everything these guys are telling me, but I'm not seeing any of these promises I'm getting. Uh, the best tip from there is to make sure to either talk to your coach, get a referral, or if you know friends that can refer you and make sure you go learn about nutrition. Yes. I was just about to say nutrition, right? Because they both fit hand in hand. You, you, yeah. you cannot just eat, eat right and not move your body and think that things are going to change, right? They fit hand in hand. Yeah. And once you get that down, I've seen people that actually implement like a true, genuine, made for them nutrition plan from a dietitian or however the way they go about it. And usually that's when amazing changes start because that was a huge percentage of what they were missing right there was just not knowing how to fuel their body properly. Body, right? Yeah. yeah. And as well, fuel your body for recovery, especially exactly. if you're doing the Orange Theory uh, workouts, the hit, any form of a hit workout. Yeah. If someone wanted to become a Orange Theory coach, instructor, how can they go about this? Any nationally recognized certification, such as ACE, ISSA, even CanFit Pro, a Canadian certification is recognized. And then it's just finding out from an orange series, just asking like a head coach or get like, just go to a front desk at an orange series and being like, Hey, could I speak to the manager or the head coach? And just finding out which certifications do orange series fitness Canada recognize. So if I want to go get a personal training certification, I want to get the proper one to work at a company yeah. like this. Cause not all certifications are recognized. Yes. And my advice would as well be to people is that 
get some of those classes under your belt so that you know as an instructor what an instructor, what is involved, because there is quite a bit involved for you. There's a training process for sure. Like you train, basically you get trained on how we run a template because there's a design team in Florida that writes our templates. And these guys are amazing. Uh, That team puts together workouts that I would never have the time of day to plan out and time and choreograph. And then you learn when you're a new coach, you learn how to present that template as a coach. And, and then you bring your own flair and your own style to that. I've been doing it for a number of years. So for me, I have it down. I have the timing in the back of my head, but when you're a new coach, (laughs) you're, there's a lot of multitasking going on. And so, you know, when a new coach is learning, yeah. So there's a bit of a, like a process to get comfortable with that, but. And there's always great music. Um, you know, obviously. I mean, Bob, yeah. you're, you know, you're one of my favorite instructors because, uh, you know, we like a little bit of 80s and 90s stuff as well. Yeah. Um, but there's always great music. Do you put your own music to the workout or is that also chosen for you? Uh, Orange Theory works with a company called Rock My Run, and it is a company they probably have a contract with uh, worldwide or in, I have no idea if it's just North America, but every club yeah. uses Rock My Run and they're pre-made. Uh, DJ produce playlists yeah. so the coach doesn't really have to think. Um, Fantastic. And you just, yeah, I love that. Orinster even has a menu for the month of like which playlists to use. So the coach can just come in. Oh, today we're using this one. Oh, that's fantastic. So you don't have to choose from a playlist specific to the workout and kind of think, okay, this music will work well for that workout. Yeah, no, but I remember <laughs> having my own studio on back in the, back in the day, yeah. you would make your own playlists. And I love that. I used to play drums in a band for years. So music's key for everything I do. Uh, When I had my studio, I mean, (laughs) I would blow speakers out left and right uh, because it was a standalone space. I didn't have anyone to answer to. But um, the problem is what I think sounds awesome isn't what the masses might think is awesome. So that's the cool thing with a company like Rock My Run is they research and they know what people want to hear what most people want to hear. So music's everything. Yeah. And for you saying that you, you know, you've been involved in, you have a little bit of a musical talent yourself, right? Yes. Yeah. I played, um, I grew up with piano, but that was not by choice. That was uh, what my mom's best friend was a piano teacher. And I do remember at four years old, four or five, I remember being driven to piano lessons and learning at a young age when my buddies all found out I was taking piano that I didn't, (laughs) I didn't feel like it was as cool as um, my mom thought. Um, And then eventually they just realized this wasn't (laughs) going to go anywhere. And then, and then eventually I was like, you know what? I want to play drums. And the drums opened the door to a high school band. And I'm still in contact with the guys that I was in that band with all the time. Yeah. Fantastic. Is there anything else that you would like to share with listeners with regards to fitness, Orange Theory, anyone that is on this fitness journey and seeking motivation? Yeah. Like when I look at everything, what I love about what I've learned over the 20 years of being in fitness is the first. 10 years was um, the years of 
trying to figure out what's right, what advice is right. And then those years also being uh, the obsessive years with your fitness. And then as you go on, uh, for me, I had a passion to find out how can I enjoy this as a lifestyle for years to come. And for me, that meant to figure out how to find a balance with fitness where I was just content with what I'm doing and content with where my body's at, knowing that if I stay consistent with this, I can't go wrong, right? And knowing that if yeah. there is something that's not working, well, then yeah, finding a finding a dietitian or figuring out what tools can I use to help with this instead of try to overtrain and figure out if that's the way to do it. The biggest thing is just making it a lifestyle consistency. Instead of trying to do it seven days a week, find something that you know long-term you can hang on to and go, hey, this is something I can make a lifestyle out of instead of burn myself out and take this long break till I decide to start back up again. So that's that's the biggest, That's I usually have talks about this all the time with my members. I love that. Well, Bob, before we go, I did want to uh, end off with two uh, just really off-topic questions. And the first one I want to ask you is, what would you say to an older Bob? I want to know, what would you say to Bob in 20, 30 years from now? I would give him a pat on the back and I would say, way to keep going. And fact that you inspire me with your ability to take risks and do what you love to do instead of just do something because there might be a better paycheck involved in it. The fact that you just kept going in that is something that inspires me. The future Bob. I love that. I think the future Bob would really like that. It'll bring a smile to his face for sure. Now, if you, a fun one here, I want to ask, and I love asking people this is if you had to jump into a time machine and you're heading either to the past, you're going back or you're heading into the future, which way would you go and why? I would definitely go back into the past. uh, And I would... I mean, there's definitely a few things you look back at during your journey where you're like, man, I should have been thinking more about this and doing this earlier than waiting to do it now. So there's a few things I would go back and recalibrate and kind of slap (laughs) myself in the face and be like, focus, focus now, not when you're 40. Stuff like that. Well, thank you so much, Bob, for being my guest. And, And I hope this is not the last time that you join me. So thank you so much for all the information, share the stories. I love it all. And I'm sure listeners will as well. Thank you. Thanks so much, Paula. That was awesome. Thank you. Well, that's it from me, listeners. The end of another episode, the end of our topic for the month, which is health and wellness. I do hope that you have enjoyed tuning into those two episodes that are live. I hope you feel inspired to continue on your fitness journey or perhaps even embark on a new fitness journey. And uh, maybe even seek out an Orange Theory studio in your local area if the Orange Theory brand is available in your country. I highly recommend the Orange Theory workouts, even if you are a beginner. 
Perhaps you want to shake up your workouts looking for some additional cardio to add to your workouts. You know, it is a workout that truly is as hard as you make it. Great coaching, great support team. Now, Bob's connection details are clickable links in the show notes as well as our own. If you would like to send us an email, perhaps you would like to be a guest on our show or you know someone that would be a wonderful contributor and new addition to the KMKY family, we invite you to visit our website and connect with us. Our social media handles are in the show notes, clickable links, and we invite you to rate, review, and share. We really rely on you listeners to share us with the rest of the world and your friends and your family, leaving us reviews so that others who may come upon this podcast and wonder whether it is all worth a listen. Thank you again for tuning in. Thank you for your support. That's it from me, Paula, your host over here at Knowing Me, Knowing You. Goodbye for now.